We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, presented by Armchair Americans. You know, back for another episode. Big guest on today, Ryan Alinsky. You know, be sure to go online, rate, subscribe, and share, and download the Spurs Up Show on iTunes, the Stitcher app, wherever you can see your media. Remember, if you aren't following us on Twitter yet, it's at Armchair Escar, Instagram at Armchair Escar, and you know, check us out at ArmchairAllAmericans.com. We have here today uh, Ryan Alinsky, the, in my opinion, best quarterback in the 2019 <laughs> class. I'm pretty sure. Yes, anyway, sir. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? How's California life treating you? I'm doing great, man. I can't complain about this California weather. I mean, there's nothing like it for sure, but uh, I'm I'm doing great. I can't complain. All right. Well, uh, you're just gonna we're gonna get started here, Ryan. You're currently at 44th in the 24/7 Sports Composite, second pro rank quarterback. You feel like that's a fair rank? Where do you feel like you really think you should be at in the country? Just give us your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, um, nationally ranked about a year ago. I was talking to my high school coach today, and nationally ranked about a year ago, I was just sitting out of the 300. I wasn't even ranked on the composite. I was sitting out of 300 on 24-7, and I was probably like 500 on uh, Scout back then. Um, (laughs) And and I honestly – um, I could give a crap about rankings. I mean, of course yeah. I want to be, you know, one of the top guys, but I know where I stand. Um, I know where all this hard work's gotten me. Um, my parents know my high school players know. And, um, as long as I, I keep out competing the guys that are ranked above me or below me at these camps, like I've been doing, um, I know where I stand and I don't need anybody's opinion about me. I, I know how I'm good. I'm working. And so does co- good old coach champ. He knows what's going on too. So, uh, it's a blessing to get those rankings for sure um, and get my hard work and dedication, you know, realized on a national level. But um, I just I want to keep grinding for that number one spot um, and just keep proving myself like I've been doing. And see, that's what I love to hear is that you're not satisfied with just being like 44th or second. You want to be the best. And it doesn't matter where you're at. And that's what that makes me a proud Gamecock fan. And obviously, you know, covering the team, I makes me glad to see that where the direction the program's going and um yeah something i also want to talk about you don't 
I guess you really don't know this considering you probably didn't really hear about South Carolina until probably mm-hmm. last year. I would assume so when it comes to being recruited by them. I don't really know that much, but mm-hmm. I would just think that, you know, with us being three and nine two years ago in the previous nine and four season, which is something that's only happened eight times in school history. And what do you think that you could take the program as far as potential wise with you being the quarterback at the university? of South Yeah. Carolina? Um, I think if I'm not coming to South Carolina, um, to lose ball games, I'm coming there to win ball games, and that's why Coach Muschamp and Coach Warner uh, recruited me. And I think that's the biggest thing is I want to go there, and I don't want to lose a game while I'm there. I mean, that's everybody's dream, um, but I'm not satisfied with losing games. I mean, we uh, we lost the game early in my high school season last year to a team that was way better than us, um, <laughs> and we all knew that. But I was pissed after the game. I mean, I want to win every game that I go against. I don't care who you are, if you're Bama or if you're Georgia. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try and throw for 300 yards. I'm going to try and throw for four to five touchdowns a game because that's just my mindset. And I think we have the players. I think we have the recruiting class. I think we have the coaches. I think we have the best fans in the country to do that. Um, and whenever we're playing home, it's going to be a rough day for you. Um, and whenever we travel, I mean, we're going to bring people with us and, are, and we don't be intimidated. So um, I'm not even there yet, but uh, when I get there, I mean, I'm looking at winning an SEC championship. I want to win a national championship. I, I just I can't be satisfied, you know, with going to a bowl and saying we won nine games. And um, I mean, that's a great season, of course, but you want to be the best you can be in the country because really you're just sitting at the bottom, not at the bottom, but you're just sitting at the satisfi- satisfactory level. Um, and you're just going in seasons and doing all this stuff. And the fans are hungry for championships. And that's what really what I want to do. And I know Coach Champ is definitely hungry for a championship for yeah. sure, too. And I know the players are, too. And I've talked to a couple. Um, they've got the same mindset as me. So it's going to be a fun special year is coming up. I'm really excited about it. I mean, I personally can't wait to see you on the field. But for this upcoming season, you're going to be at Orange Lutheran, right? That's your high school? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, How do that's you, the right one. You know, you guys play in, I think, one of the toughest conferences in – at least, and not if at least California, if not the country, in my opinion, yeah. you know, you go up against a guy like Chris Steele once a year. That's pretty tough. I would yeah. think so. I would hate to see him ever across the field. But um, <laughs> anyway, he committed to the fake USC, which kind of sucks for us. But you know, it's it's where he wants to go to school, so it's his right decision. But yeah, they talk can about, go there and do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. So just um talk about your upcoming season, at Orange Lutheran. Your goals obviously would be a state championship. But where do you where do you see yourself? You know, how do you see the year playing out? Yeah, I mean, um, we're ranked probably one of the best offenses in the country, um, and that's not just blowing smoke. I mean, we have an outside receiver, Kyle Ford, yeah. um, who's a five-star receiver, and he'll go and make any catch you want for him. Uh, we've got two tight ends that are going to – one's going to the fake USC, one's going to Cal. Um, and then we got another slot receiver, Logan Loy, who's class of 2020. He can go wherever he wants. And then we have another slot who's JoJo Hawkins, and he could go wherever he wants, and he's in 2019. Um, and we've got an O-line that's doing great for themselves. You know, there's a lot of guys that are playing both ways and a lot of guys that have stuck to the position. And uh, I think with our offense, you know, we're going to outscore a lot of people. Um, and I think if we come away with less than uh, 21 points a game or less than 28 points a game, we are unsatisfied. I mean, we've got the firepower to do it all. Um, and, of course, going against the Boscos in the modern days of the world, I don't care who it is, um, we're going to go out there and compete. I know uh, we were tied with Bosco with five minutes left last year. It was 21-21, and they scored on a big bomb, and they scored on a one-play touchdown run, and then it ended up being 40 to a 21. So 
we're right there. Um, we just got to get over that hump. And I think we've got the guys to do it this year. Um, we had the guys to do it last year, but there was just something that wasn't clicking right. So we tapped in uh, this off season and we're excited, you know, get out there and just prove, you know, that we could be one, one of the best because Orange Luthan has such great history. I mean, they came from the second closest, closest division to eight man football. Um, and the, my coach now, Coach Crawford, brought it all the way up to the Olympic League, which wasn't a great league back then. Um, and they were in Division Six, and they played Modern Day in Division One, and they beat Modern Day when Easy. Matt Barkley was there. Um, and so we're trying to bring that, you know, that standard back to Orange Lutheran, and we want to do that, of course, my senior year because I don't want to walk away from a high school, you know, not winning a championship for sure. And I think all the guys around me want to do the same. I mean, from what I've seen with – I've only mainly seen your highlights along with Kyle Ford's, and Kyle Ford is just <laughs> absolutely filthy guy. guy. I wish he sure. – I wish he was a guy we'd get at uh, South Carolina, but um, I'm trying. I'm trying. But um, I hope you guys you know best of luck this year. I hope you guys can go all the way. But For let's sure. talk about let's go let's go back to your recruiting process and just talk about what how originally you got attracted to South Carolina as a school and what makes you so passionate about recruiting for the Gamecocks with other people in your class. Yeah, um, I think a year ago today, um, just like the recruiting process. Uh, my only offer, or actually my only two offers, was Boston College and Montana State. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Boston College or Montana State. <laughs> and then um, I, I was like, I was like, okay, I think I, think I can, uh, you know, grind a little bit harder than I was doing. Um, and then week three, Coach Champ calls me, and he's like, hey, Ryan, I want you to be a part of this football team. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, South Carolina, like, okay, cool. And then the next week I get a, I get a text from him. He's like, hey, call me. So then I sit on the phone with him for an hour and we just talk life. Um, and when you can talk life with a head football coach of a Southeastern conference team, um, especially like a guy I've coached Muschamp, you just want to play for him. And they've been the same with me uh, throughout this whole recruiting process from week three of my season to now. I mean, coach Muschamp still sends myself and my parents texts in a group chat. And it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, when you could see a coach that devoted in your commitment, that devoted in your life, that devoted in your recruitment process that you just want to do the same for him. And um, not only am I helping him out with the recruiting process, I help myself out. I want, I want the Kevion Mullins on my wide receiver side. I yeah. want him, if he's playing defense, I want him playing defense. You know, I want Zacchaeus Pickens because I'm going to need a defense sometimes if I'm not having a day where I need a DN that's going to strap up and go make a tackle where I can lead this team down to a scoring drive. Um, and that's just going to help me. That's going to help Coach Mushtamp. That's going to help Coach T-Rob. It's going to help Coach McClendon. Um, it's just going to make their jobs a lot easier and my job's a lot easier. Um, and when you see the fans, you know, that have been so hungry for a while now and so many good people that have already donated to a Helensky's Hope and have done so many good things for myself and my family, you just want to give everything you can back to them um, and just make sure on, we're on the same page and they're happy as well as myself and my family. Well, just, dude, like, that's the best answer I think I could have ever gotten out of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I just – I the way the recruiting class is shaking up now, especially if a guy like Trevon Walker ends up committing soon, that's the, mm-hmm. the best defensive line that I think I've ever seen come through South Carolina. Would be oh, it's going to be good. Those guys. I, yeah. You're not uh, running against us. No, you're not running or pass. You're not doing anything against us on defense. <laughs> um, anyway, let's – Uh, I, I'd love to answer. Let's get to the next topic. We're, we're just going to talk about – you know, we're going to hit on your brother. Isn't it Tyler Holinsky? Correct me if yes, I'm wrong. Yes, Tyler Holinsky. Tyler was a quarterback at, uh, quarterback at Washington State. Um, yes, you know, ended up tragically dying. How does this – how does his death motivate you on and off the field? 
I think the thing is when Tyler and I were young, um, he always wanted me to go to the the NFL and that was my dream. Um, and it still is my dream. And I think, um, now it's gotten more realistic. Um, and I had never believed it. He was my older brother and he was actually way better than me when I was in eighth grade. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it. He can make it, but I will make it. And Tyler always told me, keep working, keep working. And I remember I saw a text that he sent to my dad the other day, um, a while back. And he's like, dad, Ryan's going to be the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in his class. Like, trust me. And that was my freshman year when he sent that text. And I couldn't, I couldn't see it, man. I didn't think I was that good. Um, and then, of course, it comes this year. Um, and I throw for almost 4,000 yards. And how many, how many touchdowns? And you can count the scholarships. And I'm committed to one of the best universities in the country. Um, and it's just seeing that trust, seeing that hope in your brother's eyes. Because if he can see it, if he can trust me, and he, he knows what I'm capable of, then I can do anything I can, man. If I'm happy and I'm making him happy and my parents happy and Kelly happy, no one's going to stop me um, because it's just what I love doing. I have a passion for it. He had a passion for it, and he just wanted me to do this. And I think when I can make him happy, um, and I know he's smiling down on me while I'm talking to you on this phone, yes, sir. Um, it's, it's great because he's just going to be there with me my whole life. And when I'm making him happy, you know, I'm going to go throw for 500 touchdowns and make his smile even bigger. So um, that's one of the big things when it comes to using Tyler as a motiv- motivational piece. I just, man, you guys, I, I know it has to, you know, hurt you knowing that he can't watch you play, but knowing that he's looking down on you, just knowing that he's proud of what I, I, I mean, I would have to say he's proud of you because, you know, seeing what you've seen done on Twitter and just, you know, through community service and stuff mm-hmm. you've done throughout your, you know, just going in. I think you, did you visit a kid in the hospital? I might be wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I actually visit um, children in the hospital weekly. Um, I oh, go okay. every weekend um, and I take, I started off with just me. Um, and then I started taking Orange Lutheran players with me. Um, and now we're up to 10 kids and myself going every Sunday and talking to kids, you know, that have leukemia, that have stage four cancer and they, they won't see, you know, a couple more weeks. So. We just try and be that light in somebody's life because you never know what somebody's going through. And I learned that from Tyler's experience. I, I think something that shows me is that how mature you guys are and how, how mm-hmm. much, you know, your character off the field matters so much. It's, it not does. Just, it's not just on the field and how you play. Cause there are quarterbacks who've come through South Carolina or players that have come through South Carolina, multiple other schools who don't act right and don't do the things off the field that they should be doing. But that's not you guys. And that's not you. Yeah. And I can see that. And that, Gives me a lot of hope for where this program's going. But yeah, um, that's the biggest thing I think when uh, you know college student athletes and they want to play football is they they think that football is going to cover them you know for the rest of their lives. You're not going to make a ton of money. Uh, I mean, the average year I learned at the Elite Eleven um, was three point six, three point five years in the league. Um, that's gonna if you're one of the best, you're going to make a little bit. Um, but what are you going to do for the rest of your life? You know, you're 26, 29, whatever you want to say. Um, when you get into the league and then you go three more years and you got 40 more years of your life to live. And that's the biggest thing is uh, when I stepped back and I looked at that, I'm like, okay, I've got to focus on off the field stuff. And a lot of people um, don't look at that. And that's what we're just trying to teach and install in the kids here at Orange Lutheran. And I think our coaches are, are doing a pretty good job of that for sure. Well, and, you know, and with Coach Mushamp, I could be, you know, awful about this, but I think I'm pretty on that he he wants you to succeed on the field, but getting a degree and getting through college matters more to him. It's huge, than yeah. Winning on Saturdays. 
and that was a big decision. I mean, he sent me a picture the other day um, of South Carolina being third in graduation rate. I mean, we're 98% um, in the country, third behind, I want to say, uh, Brown University and graduation it's like- rate. I think and, it's like yeah. Brown and Stanford. I'm pretty sure something yeah. like that. <laughs> and, and I, to be honest with you, I would have never thought. And um, coach sent me the average GPA of uh, college athletes um, on his football team. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's all about it. So I think that's the biggest thing when I made my decision as well is, you know, Coach Champ, of course, he wants to win football games. But um, it's just setting you for life after football. You know, Coach Muschamp and his uh, staff are just great people, in my opinion. But oh, anyway yeah. – Let's move on to probably my favorite topic, the Elite 11. You obviously yes, were an Elite 11 finalist with Trent Dilfer, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. is the guy's name. Yes, sir. Uh, yep. Former NFL quarterback. You know, I don't I don't know what they were seeing with putting you at third I'm, or whoever ran you at third. I don't know what they were seeing there. <laughs> from your stats and from the highlights I saw, you guys should have been first. But just talk about your Elite 11 experience and the tournament. The seven, You did seven on seven tournaments, right? And that was yes, like yep. – Okay, talk about that and just, I know – you were – I have your stats pulled up. You were a camp best 76% of hitting your mm-hmm. passes, 85 of 112. You threw 13 touchdowns and two interceptions. But the knock against you was that you weren't fundamentally as sound as other players. And to me, that sounds like what they said about Tom Brady. Not saying you're going to be Tom Brady, but – No, I get it. <laughs> who cares – okay, my thing is – and I can be off about quarterbacks here, but who cares about your fundamentals as long as you're hitting – As long as you get the ball there. And yeah, let like, athletes do what they do. I mean, look at Philip Rivers doing what he does, but I'm not going to rant about it. Um, I'm just going to show him on the field, and that's not a big deal to me. But I know the Elite 11 experience, um, it was amazing. I mean, it started back about, like, I want to say four or three months ago, and uh, I was the first Elite 11 invite to the regionals, and I won MVP. Uh, Spencer Rattler was at that camp. Bryce Young was at that camp. DJ Uvalele was at that camp, and – um, I was the first invite. I was the only invite of that camp and I was the MVP of that camp. And then we went to Redondo um, and I competed against my butt off against these guys. And to be honest with you, I never thought I would have gone to the lead 11. That was a dream of mine. It was a dream of Tyler's. And so I felt like, uh, okay, I'm going to complete my dream, but I'm going to complete a part of Tyler's dream too. So that was a big motivator going into the event. And um, it was amazing. I mean, we learned a lot of off the field stuff. Of, of course, there's your football portion of it where you learn the ins and the outs and the coverages and stuff like that. But um, there was a lot of stuff off the field. And uh, I remember there was a portion where we, our parents sent us letters and we read them out loud. And um, it just makes you experience and realize life um, was just amazing. And that was just the regional. That was in Redondo with the top 24 guys. And so they picked 12 out of that to go to the opening finals, which is the Elite 11 finals. And uh, I remember going into it. I'm like, OK, this is it. This is the best of the best. And so I got to prove myself. And I remember the first day of seven on seven, I was so nervous. But on the, after the first day of seven on seven, I went 28 of 33, um, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't know what else I can do. Um, and there's a lot of adversity when it came to the event, for sure. Uh, I remember the next day after I listed those stats, the next day, the final portion of the seven on seven, the coaches didn't play me. Um, I, they, I, don't know, I don't know what happened. Um, but the coaches decided not to play me. Um, so I actually stood on the sideline with those stats and I didn't know what to make of it, but sometimes that's just what's going to happen in life and you got to react. And some people don't want you to do certain things and, um, that's just the way it goes. But the lead 11 experience was great overall. 
Um, you can't complain because a lot of it's off the field and uh, you guys will see the documentaries when they come out. I was just filming actually um, a couple of days ago here at the house for a short portion of it. And um, it's just an amazing experience. I mean, it just proves, you know, that you can be with the best, but um, as long as you're good and you meet these guys with a happy face and you're not a dick to them, it's yeah. going to be a fun experience for sure. I mean, just from the highlights I saw, you were killing it. I don't understand the coach's decision not to play you the final couple drives a day. That doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. But uh, you obviously made an impression on some people. You were invited to the Army All-American game. You accepted that invitation, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So yeah. talk about mm-hmm. why the Army All-American game. Why would you pick that one? Yeah, um, I'm sure you probably saw that tweet too. Um, where it's, you know, Ryan and Tyler are finishing their, or Ryan's going to finish Tyler's dream for him. And yeah, um, I saw Tyler that. was one of those kids, you know, that um, when he grew up, he only had um, an offer from Washington state. And then Cal came on late. Um, and he was one of those kids that worked his butt off. And uh, he went to a Upland high school, which is a pretty good high school out here, but it's not, it's not nationally recognized. And uh, a lot of coaches didn't like him because he was skinny. He couldn't get the ball there, but his stats were just crazy. I remember he threw for 4,000 yards one year. He threw for 3,700 the next year, and people didn't really like him. Um, uh, he, he wasn't even invited to an all-star game, um, but he was always one of those kids that, you know, he wanted to go to that, the Under Armour game. He wanted to go to the Army game, and I think he tried out um, for the uh, Army All-American game at the Texas Aladome Stadium and uh, I went with him that week and they didn't invite him. They didn't even talk to him. And I remember how devastated he was. Um, and I, I just kept working. I kept working. Okay, I'm going to finish this for us both, Ty. And so I got invited the other day. Um, and I remember getting the call and the text and people just congratulating me. And um, it just remembered me and just reminded me of, you know, finishing Tyler's dream for him and just lifting that burden of devastation off of his shoulders so he didn't have to be sad anymore about not making it. And it's just a pretty cool dream, you know, when you could finish it for yourself and for your brother. You know, that's that's great. I hope you kill it at the Army All-American game. You know, there was a certain quarterback who went to Clemson last year, not going to name any names, <laughs> played like some hot trash again in the Army All-American <laughs> game. Hopefully that's showing how he's going to play in the future just for us Carolina fans' sake. But um, You'll, you'll like what, what I do in that game. Just make I, sure you – Tune in on January 5th on NBC. I hope so. I hope you kill it, dude. So, okay, so Army All-American Games, January 5th. Are you planning on early enrolling in South Carolina? Yes, I will be enrolling early. Yes, Okay, sir. I just – I didn't know if that was like a, a polar thing or not. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it early. Yes, sir. So, let's go – I guess this is more of a lighter topic because Chris's question, Chris Phillips, the other co-host. What current NFL quarterback do you compare yourself to and what are the biggest things you need to work on as you move into your senior year of high school? That's a good question. I actually, I've been asked this a couple times, um, and I've never given a definitive answer on a specific type of quarterback. Um, you know, when I when I work, look at my game, I go to all different types of quarterback coaches, and I get tidbits from each and every one of them, and I tie them together to do one of their master, you know, guru sessions, and I, I teach myself basically. But um, when I look at quarterbacks, you know, I want to take a piece um, from some of the best. I want to take Tom Brady's. Um, will to win. I want to take his will to win. I want to take Ben Roethlisberger ability to take a hit. I want to take Matt Ryan's ability to fill, um, to throw balls into holes and just making sure, you know, they get into those tight windows. Um, I want to take Drew Brees's, you know, ability to overcome ability to overcome adversity, you know, cause he's one of the smallest quarterbacks in the game, but he could throw it just as good as Tom Brady. You yeah. know, I, 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 when I look at it, 
I don't want to be a specific type of quarterback. I want to have each and every one of their attributes because they're there for a reason, um, but they all have their own specific reasons. And I feel like when I put all of those together, um, it's one of the, it's going to be pretty cool. So that, that would be my answer on that. But going into senior season, um, a lot of people, you know, don't think I can move as well. Um, and it yeah. didn't show, didn't show on my tape. Um, and when you're, when you're dropping in the pocket and you're throwing for 3,700 yards, you don't really need to show a lot of running stuff. But, um, when I look at it, I think I have to be a little bit more of that two dimensional player, you know, where I can throw it down the field, at a big post, and I could go and run for a first down if we need it. And I think that's the biggest thing. But, um, if you want to, if you're going to run in the SEC, you're going to get your head taken off a couple of times. And we saw that, um, in the national championship. And I think that's the biggest thing when I talk to Coach Werner is he wants me to be a guy that can sit in the pocket. But if I need to get four, I'm going to go get four for you. And I think that's the biggest thing I want to improve on um, on this year. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think there's the sneaky athlete attribute will be, you know, a good thing. You exactly. Kind of yeah. with Jake and how he can, you know, even if, if it breaks down, he can get out run. He's not like Tom exactly. Brady. He looks like a yeah. you know antelope out there just trotting along. But, yeah. you know, I would think my comparison would probably have to be – and this is – and I would say I would say Carson Wentz would be one that's I would think is close to you in terms of mm-hmm. can just throw the absolute piss out of the ball, but can also yeah. get out and get out of the pocket. And I run like that. Yeah, I like, like that. that one. But um, anyway, I just have one final question for you, and this is yes, just completely random. Where did you get the nickname Big Bo from? Because I <laughs> I, I, I either haven't heard that story or just like missed that day or something. No, before. yeah, it's, it's actually a family thing. Um, so it started with my dad. And my, we call my dad big. We were raised that way because he's just a very large human being standing <laughs> at 6'5", 300 pounds. And he's just massive. And you couldn't tell he's 300 pounds because he's, he's pretty cool. But we started calling him big. Um, and then it moved down to my oldest brother, Kelly. And we called him Big Kel. And then we called Tyler Big T. And then we moved down to me and we called me Big Bo. And then uh, we couldn't call my mom and big mama because that would just be bad. So we just call her mama. Uh, but yeah, that's how, that's how it trickled down the tree. And that's how I became big Bo. All right. Well, um, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. You got any words for Gamecock fans? Just get ready. Um, in a couple of years, uh, actually this year, I know coach champ is going to do some great things, but uh, when 2019 class gets there, um, South Carolina program is going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. So make sure you get your tickets now. Absolutely. Can't wait for Ryan to be, you know, eventually I would think the QB won. Something crazy have to happen. If not, you know, thanks for coming on the show, Ryan. Hope you have a good one, man. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 